I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable, but it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. I was out of my shop this week doing what I normally do, hiding from my wife, minding my own business, and I had my cell phone hooked up to my speakers in the shop, and a Paul Thorne song come on. I don't know if you've ever heard this before or not, but the name of it is I Don't Like Half the Folks I Love. Now, how many people can agree with that statement? It's a great song, and it reminded me that, well, Thanksgiving is coming. So I hope you'll enjoy this week's podcast titled Thanksgiving Feuds. Now, Scotty, you know that what's right around the corner. I uh, hear tell is a holiday coming up. Yeah, Thanksgiving. And so, you know, a lot of people are out there. They're probably planning their meal and what they're going to cook and, you know, kind of getting all the ingredients together so they won't be in a mad rush at the grocery store where everybody else is trying to get the same thing. So I know that you and me knowing you the way that I do and what an avid cook you are. <laughs> You are probably already planning your meal and have been planning it well in advance. Isn't that correct? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I do. Angie Ray's in charge of it and my mother-in-law. That's it. I don't do anything when it comes to cooking. You don't, you don't play any part in the cooking. Oh, no, I mean, that's not my place in the family. My place is to sit at the head of the table and say, where is it? Like most men. And Angie doesn't beat you for making that kind of comment? Absolutely not. I mean, she's just like any other woman. Proud to have a husband. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, now, I'm going to have to. No, seriously, there's a lot of women out there that cannot say that. Think well, about that. Well, there's a lot of women, maybe like Angie, that's going to beat you with a frying pan <laughs> come Thanksgiving. But in all seriousness, there are really a lot of people out there that are probably, you know, thinking about, okay, what is Thanksgiving going to look like? What am I preparing and i as you know and this is one thing you when you talk to people there are people that have the traditional thanksgiving and then there are others that have something totally different so what do you have what makes up your thanksgiving meal i guess it would be traditional but you know one thing and my daddy had it and i don't ever want it in my house is that old slimy purple stuff what is that the cranberry sauce yeah i don't want that nowhere near my house i mean that's just nasty just nasty. Well, I mean, a lot of people like it. I am not a fan, but some people like fresh cranberry sauce. A lot of people just out of convenience buy the canned cranberry sauce. But so you're a traditional family. You're going to have right. the turkey and the ham and all the fixings that goes with it. Because by you have to eat, you have to push everybody to be there by eleven thirty. Because somewhere around one thirty, you, you kind of have to like slide against the wall and, you know, speak to everybody and just kind of ease closer to the door and run for your truck to go deer hunting because you got to hunt Thanksgiving afternoon. Oh, that's right. Everybody clears out after that. Well, they probably stay, but I just don't know about it. I I run off with my friends on Thanksgiving uh, after after eating. I got you. But, you know, uh, some people do. They have uh, an Italian dinner. They have uh, a Greek. They have something that's totally different than than us. But. But for me, I'm like you. I uh, have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And as part of that comes having the turkey. So have you ever 
I guess I know the answer to this. I don't even know why I'm a- asking, but have you ever cooked a turkey? Uh, no. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, I, had, I had to be Sh- honest about it. Uh, yeah, I, I did watch it once. A, a friend of mine named Ricky, Ricky done that one time in one of those deep fryers. Yeah, well, that's where I think we ought to start this conversation is. You have, you know, that's been a thing because, you know, it's supposed to be crispy on the outside and it's supposed to be really moist in the inside. And that's, that's appealing to a lot of people. Now I can make a, a meal just off the skin that comes out of one. Oh yeah. Oh my heavens. But let's pause for a second because I think the mistake is everybody rushes out and buys a deep fryer. They did. And then they think that it's just going to be simple and we know from what we've done research on, it didn't actually go that way. If you drop it in there too quick, you got an issue. Well, I mean, how many times have we seen where somebody has burned up the entire kitchen? And most of the time, I guess they have enough sense to take it outside, but not, they've actually burned their whole house down. Not everybody's that smart, though, Terry. You can't give everybody that much credit. <laughs> you're, you're right there. But, you know, there was a video where a guy, you know, they're getting around, and then you can tell that these folks have no clue what they're doing. And I just think when I don't understand why we throw caution to the wind just because we're outside. Americans do it, though. You know, we think we're outside, nothing's going to happen. But this was, I guess this was clue number one that things were going to go bad. They had the deep fryer right up next to a house with vinyl siding. Oh, and I, I mean, can... it wasn't even a foot. Now, I haven't even seen the video, but I sense the stuff melting from here. I, and the flames are, are shooting up like four feet before they've even put the turkey in. I mean, that should have been clue number one <laughs> that the fire was too hot. So they insert the turkey in. And I don't know, honestly, when you watch the video, you don't know how the guy does it without burning his whole arm, much less his hand. But he manages to get the turkey in, and guess what happens then? It explodes. It explodes, burns the house, and I mean does severe damage. And the whole time in the video, you hear them saying, move the cars, move the cars. I mean, it's like they never took into consideration what would happen if this went south. And who in their right mind doesn't set a deep fryer out where there's at least... 10 feet in every direction of space. And that's probably not enough. It's probably the people that always say that hold my beer type thing. Oh, yeah. And when you look at it, you're like, okay, well, I could have pegged that that would be the type of person. And I hate to say that. I don't want to stereotype because we come in all shapes and sizes and all educations, you know, where we're going to do even the smartest person can do dumb things things but it just seems like when it comes to deep frying a turkey for that special day we just seem to throw caution to the wind well it's going to be that old boy wearing shorts with work boots on it's always that guy with his, the ball beer cap, can. with his ball cap backwards yeah and there, there's no telling how many beers and they're feeling good about it and it then it's kind of like what cousin eddie exactly exactly but you know, we got this coming right around the corner, and there will be, for even for 2020, as especially in 2020, as disastrous as it has already been, we're going to put the icing on the cake, and I guarantee you there are going to be hundreds of stories. Unfortunately, and that's, that's horrible to say, but there are going to be hundreds of stories of where Thanksgiving just went south. <laughs> I see it coming. Yeah, and so... Speaking of that, there have been some stories that I think 
are kind of comical about putting the deep frying aside. And we know that those are disastrous in themselves if they're not handled properly and not with the right amount of caution. But you couple that with, you know, you want to make sure that Thanksgiving goes without a hitch. Uh, absolutely. Now, let me ask this. As you're planning on this, does your family, is that the day that you put up the Christmas tree? Because in a, in a lot that is part of the tradition in a lot of homes. It's Thanksgiving Day that tree goes up. I think that's a great question. And I would say that probably for me, I'm at least getting those decorations down. I don't know that the tree comes up. Hey, I already know a couple of people that have said, sent out some things saying, hey, I'm not ashamed to say it, but I've already put my Christmas tree up. This was two weeks ago. Mine's coming because I don't know if you've ever walked in that room down the hall, but uh, she has an abundance. Oh, of, I've seen of, it, and it's amazing. I mean, it's I like a it's so like many. a Christmas store. Yeah. Why would you want? Okay, I better hush. Yeah, especially since you're not the one preparing the meal for Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, you may go empty-handed. Uh, you may go hunting with on a uh, empty stomach. But so here's a story. Let's just pause for a second. So this is a story about. Some people that I uh, have, and I've heard this, this is probably third hand, but I thought it was too funny not to share, where they talk about that they're having this Thanksgiving, and they've got kind of a mixed bag of family members. Okay. And how many people out there can't say there's always the black sheep? You know, and I think most people would probably say that, you know, well, we're a normal family, and I truly believe that I'm very fortunate. I, I just don't have a lot of drama in my family. So a lot of this that these stories that I have to tell, and I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody, and I'm not saying that it's beyond us to not have something, but we truly just don't have a lot of drama. Well, see, I can't say that. There's all kinds of drama in I my know, family. That's why you always end up with all the stories to tell. <laughs> but I do have one of where somebody told me about a family, and they had an aunt who had spent some time in jail, and there's nothing wrong with that. They may have found the the ways of so yesterday and they are a much better person and they've been reformed and i'm not I saying that they're it, not a speeding ticket they went to jail for no it was actually uh i think it was gun trafficking or something of wow. that sort. so it was a, says you got a cousin yeah it, like- yeah it was a serious offense so i don't know how many years they spent but you know let's hope that they were on the men's and they were doing a lot better <laughs> but so they're ending up going and it's going to be you know mama's going to prepare the meal and it's a couple of aunts and so this friend says you know i was young at the time that this happened and they get over there for thanksgiving and they get into an argument this is the one that had been in jail and another aunt right and it's over something ridiculous like who had given this small child a gift i mean the gift was probably a 25 dollar gift but it was, well, I gave him the gift. No, you didn't. I gave him the gift. Well, the mother has to intervene and say, enough, okay? Quit arguing over who gave who the gift. You're going to ruin Thanksgiving. So they patch things up, and things are going good, okay? So the other, I see it. So the other aunt, not the one that had gotten out of jail, but the other aunt is going to be the one that gets to carve this pristine, beautiful, brown, golden brown turkey that comes out i ain't heard the rest of the story yet but i'm betting the money on the jailbird here well so think about it she's the the mother of the two aunts that have been feuding and there are other siblings that are there as well that's why you've got the kid who's translated this story to me you know through several different generations and it's gotten to me has said that they've got this nice place setting 
everybody is at peace with one another. They've got all the fixings, and here comes the turkey. And so the aunt that is arguing with the one that's gotten out of jail about the $25 gift is going to be the one that gets the honor of cutting and carving the turkey. Well, guess what happens? Tell me. She accidentally stabs the aunt that got out of jail. Now, what did I, she... I can't even fathom how that would happen. How well, do you go from slicing the turkey to slicing your sister? Well, I can explain it. You ever heard about the last piece of chicken that Jerry Clower talked about? <laughs> no, tell me. Now, by no means can I tell the story as well as Jerry did, but I heard it many times as a kid, and I'll just relay it the best I remember it. Jerry talked about growing up in the South, just how important manners were. And you were taught at an early age, never, ever, under any circumstances, should you eat the last piece of chicken or a biscuit on a platter. It was just impolite. You didn't have manners if you'd done that. Now, no matter how bad you wanted it, you could sit there and stare at it, but you couldn't eat it. Jerry goes on to say that he was over at the Ledbetter's house with Marcel, Claude, New Jean, and Uncle Versi, and a couple of aunts were there at the table, and they had sat down, and there was one piece of chicken left, and they was all wanting it, staring at it. And about that time, a wind come up and blew the lamp out, and Uncle Versi went to hollering, oh. And his wife jumped up and grabbed a match and got the lamp lit, and there was five forks sticking in his hand. They were all wanting that piece of chicken. But this is, this is in broad daylight. You're carving a turkey, which I can only imagine, and this may be what I get for imagining things, that it's on a dining room table or on a table of some sort with all the fixings and the settings and the play setting and everybody sitting around. So how do you go from carving a turkey to stabbing your sister, sibling, in the leg, I don't know. In the leg, okay. Well, that's so different. there's blood everywhere. All and out brawl, imagine, starts again. So Was the, it the jailbird that stabbed her or the jailbird? No, the jailbird got, got stabbed. Oh, boy. She got stabbed. Now, remember, it's the other sibling that got the honor of carving the turkey. They get into a big brawl. I don't even think anybody's eating at this point because, you know, like I said, this is when they're carving the turkey. So the... Mother of the siblings that are having the fight sends the two grandchildren to a room who are there from out of town that are spending the night. These are the ones that kind of translated the story. And like I said, I've heard it third hand. But anyway, they go into a room because she didn't want them to be a part of this all out knockdown brawl. You right. know, one's got a stabbed leg instead of turkey and they've gotten into a big fight. And as you can imagine, there's every word under the sun is being repeated. So they hear all this stuff. They go, they finally, I guess, cautiously go out of the room to see what's going on. And I mean, stuff is flying. And Grandma has just said she's thrown her hands up, fixed her a drink, and got a cigarette. And she's sitting there in the living room. And she's just kind of chilling out while the fight is going on. And, you know, and this is just one story of thousands where it's stressful even you know it makes you kind of question okay well what kind of family is this maybe this is not as uncommon as we might think that they have fights all the time but even the best families that have been brought up and i'm not saying that this family hasn't oh i know where you're trying to go with that you know in the they've been brought up to know better that they are to be cordial to one another they have respect for one another they've been taught to have manners 
when you add alcohol sometimes, even wine, and you've got your best crystal and whatever else, things just go south quick. Alcohol is not a good mixture with Because family. it's already a stressful environment. And maybe a sibling comes that's got a chip on their shoulder about something else that has transpired 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Most fights, people don't remember what they were about. But they will remember something that happened. They Their memory is crystal clear on something that took place 30 years ago. <laughs> yes. and somehow or another, when they sit down together, it Pops surfaces. Back. And before you know it, they're in an all-out brawl. And that wonderful, special meal that you thought you were going to enjoy together is not going to happen. That's true. What do you think causes all the stress? Well, jealousy has a lot to do with family fights. If some form, it's an underlying thing. If somebody got a new car and they're and they're pissed about it, you've seen that happen. One trying to outdo the other. Yeah, it's the Jonesing. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Well, here's another story that I thought I would share, and I'm just going to kind of read it. I thought it was funny. It said, "I have a large family with immense amount of borderline personality disorders." Now that's scary so in itself. Define that. Well, it said the worst incident was my aunt, and they're going to call him Aunt A, was going through a divorce, and Uncle B was holding some of her belongings in storage while she got things settled. Okay, so you've got a brother and sister, and brother says, hey, I'll hold some of your stuff while she's going through a divorce. And the divorce, I have not been through it. You have not been through it. We've been very fortunate. But from everything I've been told, is is really very emotional. It's like going through a death. It's not good. So... And it's not something that we want to go through, and you better hope you don't go through it on Thanksgiving when you ease on out of the meal. And you, uh, what was the comment that you made about Angie and them? I told her that they were going to get the frying pan after you, but I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I'm sure that Angie knows that you're sneaking out, and this is not after uncommon. After 30 years, she's caught on to it. I think so. So anyway, she said, well, Uncle B, the one that was holding the belongings, proceeded to get drunk and let it slip and told Aunt A, that his new wife had sold a lot of her belongings that he was holding because she wasn't paying for storage at their house. So he didn't feel obligated to keep those belongings anymore. Now, apparently, he didn't reach out to her and say, hey, you know, I'm tired of keeping the belongings and you better come get them because the new wife is wanting to get rid of them. This is wrong. So he let new wife sell them. The mother got involved and tried yelling at Uncle B, and that's when when Aunt C and Uncle D got involved. So now you got A, B, C, and D. Two aunts, two uncles. You with me? I'm with you. And a mother. And so they get into a knockdown drag out. C and D got in a totally different argument. And it's like you said, it's about something that happened long, long time ago. But it just seemed like the perfect thing. So you got A and B feuding. Now C and D are feuding about something totally different. And while they're having this argument, A is chasing Uncle B with a knife. Okay? And so then a cousin ends up calling the police and saying, all right, this has gotten out of hand. We got Mama yelling. We got A chasing B. And now C and D are in a totally different argument. You with me so far? Yeah. Okay, so then it got into a full-out brawl, and by the time that the police had gotten there, A, the one that was chasing the uncle with the knife, is in the car threatening to kill herself. And this was the first Thanksgiving that this person, telling the story, had brought her boyfriend with her 
for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's so probably. So think about that. Pause just for a second. Have you ever been over to somebody else's house and things go crazy? I mean, and this is the first time that this guy goes to Thanksgiving with her, and this is what he witnesses. What if he's somebody that's like you and I? We're used to normal, normal. you know, we're used to normal Thanksgivings, and he walks into that. Do you know he married her? I mean, really? I think I'd have to pause that I'm inheriting this mess if she becomes my wife. And apparently he was a strong personality because he moved forward with it and they got married. But I cannot imagine witnessing something like it's just it's something that I can't put my arms around. I'm not. And thank goodness have never been privy to something like this. It's manners. you got to have manners, and you got to use them at all times. But if you ever notice that, you ever have that come in your family, nip it in the bud that instant. Don't let it go on, because i got folks that don't come back to my house no more. They ain't coming, period. I just can't imagine. And, you know, I do realize, like, when I'm having family over for Thanksgiving, and I know you can't, imagine and you can't relate to the stress because you don't do any of the cooking you just do the eating part you 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 got the easy part but for me if i got folks coming over and and i will say this you know my husband is typically the one that's going to prepare the turkey so thank goodness that's not the thing that i have to do you know and so but it is stressful because you want everything to be in your mind perfect why we set ourselves up for failure to begin with i don't know because when you raise the bar that high and you want it to be perfect guess what's going to happen it's going to fail you're never going to meet your expectations something's going to fall short and so you're stressing out immediately for a goal that you're probably never going to be able to achieve but you want the place setting nice you want it you know the house to be presentable it to be that perfect weather to have that perfect mood and then you've got the food and a lot of people talk about you know where they found out that the turkey was not cooked properly well i always think about the christmas story you remember that yeah where the back door gets left up and the dogs come in and oh take yeah the and whole tear turkey. off and eat the and they end up having to go to the chinese place and yeah. eat, you know the duck that has the, the uh, still has the attached head on it yeah. and but then you flip over to what was a uh, the christmas national lampoon's christmas to where oh the, yeah when the, it's like eating uh rubber it's yeah. you know so because she's overcooked the turkey and when clark griswold goes to cut into it it just explodes and that has happened turkey's got burnt at the last minute you know it has and then there's that thing of and i've never witnessed this because i've never done it but hear tale of turkeys not being unthawed quick enough oh that's a major thing that you have to i, I do remember that you know my husband kind of freaking out about oh my gosh have we thawed the turkey out enough because it is it's kind of a stressful thing to make sure because when you you know you're not cutting into the turkey until everybody's there and you want it to be perfect because it won't cook right or something if it, it if, won't cook right or there's been times where people have like you said not thawed it out properly and the outside of the the turkey will be fine but the inside of it you know that's right. why you've got to have the thermometer and check the temp that's why you got butterball that guess what butterball has i don't know a hotline you you can call a hotline and there's there to answer any emergency that you might have when you're preparing a turkey. Well, I didn't know about that. All that tells you how much stress people have. Now there are people out there that have done it like the back of their hand and they know exactly what they're doing. But for people that are not experts, this can be a stressful time. You couple that with trying to have the perfect meal with the unperfect family. 
in a not so good environment. Think about those folks that know that there are underlying issues with their family and one little thing is going to set them off. It can happen so quick there. And I guarantee you there are people out there that are listening to us that are laughing because they've lived it. You know, they have family members that have in the right circumstance. It's like a ticking time bomb. Somebody's going to go off and somebody's going to go off and or somebody's going to be upset because something wasn't prepared right or just the stress of the preparers of trying to make sure that the dressing's done right and the turkey or the ham or you know whatever it is that you normally have for your thanksgiving and then that person may be a little on edge and then somebody says the wrong thing and then all of a sudden it's just like a stick of dynamite and then you got the other people who've got an exploding turkey sitting outside and they're burning down the whole house or the car or the whole yard or it can be a stressful time absolutely so be careful with your turkeys. Yes, and be careful who, who you select to come over. And, and this brings up a whole thing that we'll close out with is, so you got to keep those things in mind. It does make you kind of wonder how Thanksgiving will go down this year with COVID-19. Because, you know, everybody is stressing. Don't have the 30 members over. I don't think America will... Maybe there's parts of America that will abide by that, but I think the overall majority goes, we're getting together because we do it every year. I don't care what y'all well, say. Well, but I've heard the other. I know some good friends that I talked to, and they've said, well, their parents who live you know, in the same community have said, I'm sorry, we just can't take that chance. So we will be having Thanksgiving by ourselves. So I think for some, they're going to keep tradition, even if that means there's an off all-out brawl in the family. It's like, well, hey, we have a brawl every Thanksgiving, so this isn't going to be any different. Well, and it, well come, let's, let's, since you brought that up, let's talk about California because uh, y'all got to do it outside, whether it's raining or shining, because I read the thing to where it's got to be held outside. It can't last longer than two hours. They're Thanksgiving? Yeah, have you read the, the, the Thanksgiving rules for California? I have not. Oh, my gosh, I feel for them. But, you know, there is a silver lining to trying to place some restrictions on how you can have your Thanksgiving. Maybe the silver lining is the fact that you need to have smaller gatherings. The silver lining is that you're not having Aunt A and Uncle B over at your house this year, and you can pull that card out, that COVID-19 card out, and say, you know, I'd love to have you guys over, but we just can't have that many people over because of COVID-19. And maybe it's a smaller gathering than you normally have, but maybe it's a peaceful one. You're trying to trim the fat, so to speak. Absolutely. Now, before you throw anybody off your Thanksgiving list and don't invite them to your home, remember... Thanksgiving is only once a year, and you probably won't have to see them, but just a few hours. In life's journey, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, so we never know if we'll get to see someone again. So instead of losing your cool and saying something ugly or saying a bad word, go back and use the term that all Southerners are taught to use when they want to tell somebody off. Just look them in the eye and smile and say, bless your heart. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. 
please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information, and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret? Well, you've learned not to be on the short end of the wishbone. <laughs>